Smartcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pop culture, subculture, music, horror, sex, politics, art, and overall bad This is Society 13, redefining podcasting. Music. Music. Horror. Horror. Subculture. Subculture. And overall overall badass. Welcome 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 to Kettle Kettle Whistle Whistle Radio. Radio. With your host, host, Dave Dave and Sean. Sean. people out there folks friends and fiends thank you so much i know uh, we were due to do a show uh, quite a while ago things happen like covid <laughs> uh how you doing sean doing pretty good how about yourself pretty good pretty good pretty good uh i don't know <laughs> I, I can't answer that things have been uh, is over my friend it is it is we're uh, uh a day and a half away by the time people listen to this uh, it'll be over uh We've got a lot of good music. We got a lot of uh, friends out there that listen, and uh, I want to thank everybody because we are at an enormous amount of downloads and listens. And I can show this to all you artists out there that, that are interested. We have pa- surpassed 1,200 listens and downloads daily, and that's pretty damn good. Yeah, that's that's yes. actually really. It is good, and I want to say thank you actually to somebody who sent some swag here. Uh, let's see, Fans United Black Exclusive. Anyway, that's the shirt. Fans United, they make T-shirts, and I got a black exclusive. Two shirts that uh, they basically make horror T-shirts. Um, I'm wearing one that says Horror Nerd right now, and um, they sent me two. It was really nice. I'd give you one, but you're not here. So uh, a shout-out to Horror Fans United. And thank you for the T-shirts. I appreciate that, guys. Um, so, yeah, it's been a messed up year. Lots going on. Um, we may as well start with something dark. Uh, the Mark Lanigan book that you introduced me to, Sean. Yeah, Sing Backwards and Weep. Yeah. Uh, is, it, is it gently at the end of it? I can't remember. I'm not you sure. Have a book with you right now. I Probably, remember, sh- yeah, I have your book. Um, yeah. Backwards. Yeah, and Weep. It ends with, yeah, Weep. Um, wow. Uh, dark from beginning yeah. to end. Um I would I would say he's a villain, but is he a villain? He's an anti-hero, I think, you know. Mm-hmm. Um but 
Wow. I mean, yeah. Wow. That man lived a. I don't even. I can't even think of the words to describe the kind of life that he's lived and the bad luck by his own hand that he's had. Yes, bad decisions. And, um, you know, and 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 just a, I think a, a result of the lifestyle lived. You know, obviously other people from from the grunge era time period. Um, you know, succumb to the type of lifestyle that that he's led and survived, you know, kind of like, you know, Al Jurgensen and, mm-hmm. and, and anybody else, you know, that's, that's lived that lifestyle, very hard drugs. And a lot of those and, guys cross over into this book. He was amazing friends. And this book only like made me love Kurt Cobain even more. Uh, just what a great effing guy he was to stick by Mark Lanigan Um, for those that didn't read it, this is a spoiler fast forward. If you want, uh, the part that killed me was, and we all know about Kurt's, uh, unplugged episode on MTV and the meat puppets showing up. Now, if you read the book, Mark Lanigan's book, he was invited (laughs) and he missed the phone call. He just didn't pick up. And uh, was it, was it that story that, no, I, I'm thinking you're getting two storylines confused from the book. I, I actually think he did take that phone call. He just he didn't want to. He thought that people were like, well, Nirvana has who the hell is this guy that Nirvana has coming out here to sing? Where did you sleep last night? In a way, you know, I, I did mix two stories. He, he didn't pick up the phone for the phone call. <laughs> for the phone call. Yeah. yeah and yeah, wow. Yeah. That's I mean, more of a teaser, that, folks. That, that's got to be something that's very hard to live with. and um, Not the first time for him. Uh, yeah, it wasn't the only time for him. And, and I just can't imagine having that kind of baggage, you know, yeah. um, you know, those kind of skeletons really, not really skeletons, but you know, you know what I mean, in the, in the closet, so yeah. to speak, I guess. Yeah, if there was a pirate ship in the uh, rock and metal and punk territory, he'd be, uh, I, I would say he'd be first mate with Al Jorgensen in charge. However, he would overthrow Al Jorgensen. As we actually found out in the book, he did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Did he ever. Guys, read, girls, read Mark Lanigan's book. It's fantastic. But, but you do feel dope sick while reading it. Oh man, I tell you, I was burned out at the end of that book. Like, yeah, you know, there, there's a lot of novels that I've read, fiction novels that, you know, by the end of it, you're just like, I can't believe what I read. Like just wiped out. I was wiped out at the end of that book. Just, you know, I tore through the book. It didn't take me, you know, you know, but like a day or two to read through the book. It really didn't take all that much amount of time, but yes, I was just, I, I just, you know, he's a guy that, you know, you enigmatic. Yeah. Do you love to hate him or do you hate to love him? It's the same. Yeah. I, wow. Yeah. And um, yeah. I mean, his music is very, 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 very powerful. Deep, um, deep, deep. You know, yeah, yeah. a lot of people, especially like Kurt Cobain, like you mentioned, gave Mark Lanigan a lot of praises for uh, his um, songmanship. Yes. And, um, you know, uh, 
like you were talking about earlier, um, Kurt wanted to have Mark um, come on the Unplug special and sing Where Did You Sleep Last Night. And Kurt actually, I think, on the Winding Sheet, which is Mark Lanigan's first solo album while he was still in the it. Screaming Trees, yeah, they I, did I, do I, a cover. I, that. Of, I love that. It's, it's so great. That version's so great. Yeah, and, you know, Mark has a slightly different take on it. It's in the same vein as what Nirvana did. And in the book, you'll read that, you know, Kurt wanted to sort of pay homage to the way that Mark did it. And, um, you know, uh, because, you know, he felt that deeply about Mark and his uh, his craft. But, um, yeah, wow. I mean, I just it, it's a must read for people that are fans of music, I think. It's and, a must uh, read for anybody that's thinking about doing um, heroin. <laughs> oh, yeah. Rethink your life. It, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. Um, there were parts that really stuck out and, and moments like where he, you know, lost loves. Um, the Brad Wilk part, who uh, ended up with the girl that he loved. Um, and he's just like Mark, Brad Wilk from Rage Against the Machine. He's just a nice guy. He's like, when when said girl, I think, was that the girl from Seven um, Years, uh, Seven Year Bitch? Uh, God, there were so many. But yeah, uh, one, I remember, I mean, yeah. <laughs> he really, really liked this girl. This is the one, this would have been the one. And he was like, he just says, that one stung. And we all know what that's like. Yeah, for sure. But the uh, Kurt thing, too. Wait, I, I do want to mention this before we get off Kurt. Um, what got to me, too, was Kurt knew that he should have been on that unplugged session. He should have been there. And Kurt took him. And none of these people drive, by the way. They always have to find rides or walk long distances to find an ATM. And uh, he took him to an ATM. He used multiple cards to withdraw about three grand to pay Mark Lanigan for his time that he should have been on the unplugged session. That's the kind of guy Kurt was. Do you not remember that? I do. I do remember that. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's just so many like, um, dark stories, but warm stories too, you know, yeah, stories, absolutely. Their friendship, mm. his friendship with, um, Lane Staley, you know, uh, mm. in the book, he, he, he mentions that, um, which, which way was it that Lane was a twin, but Kurt was like a, a younger brother? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's rough. It's a rough book, folks. It yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely, definitely check it out. He actually has another book too. It's called I Am the Wolf. I have that book too. I can let you borrow it. Okay. He has it. It's 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 more of like a just a, a, a all of his solo work not collaborative work his solo work he did it's a lyric book and prior to the lyrics uh for for the song he um wrote little short story like there's like a one or two page short story before each album's lyrics and um that is what really kind of led other people to tell him like hey you should write a, a memoir mm -hmm. and um I, the uh, sing backwards and weep that that memoir that we that we've been talking about he uh, he said in a in an interview that I read and I've I've gone back and 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 listened to or watched several interviews that he's done um, he said he will never write another book absolutely 
I, I mean, I know that he has way more stories to tell, but he's like, I just can't unload any more baggage or, or mm. something to that effect, you know, uh, it just, it just really put a bad taste in his mouth. Um, but beyond the book, he, he did an album along with the book called straight songs of sorrow. And anybody that's a fan of his newer material, like, um, the last couple albums that he's put out, it's, it's very reminiscent in that vein. And it sort of is a, an addition to the book. You know, okay. that, that he he uh, he did after he wrote the book. I wasn't aware yeah. that, that there was a companion uh, record. Okay, that's interesting. Yep, it's called Straight Songs of Sorrow. And um, okay. uh, if you stream your music, you can obviously find it and listen to it. Um, uh, but if you buy your music, <laughs> I'm sure you can, you know. Find it. I, I, don't, I don't know if there's an album, like a physical copy. A lot of artists have really kind of gotten away from that, um, you know. But a lot of artists still do do that. I mean, it, it's just, uh, you know, the expense is on the artist now to produce the physical copy, but the demand has to be there. So, mm -hmm. you know, as, we, as we've as we seen recently with our friends in Godzillionaire, mm -hmm. they wanted to put out, um, you know, a vinyl record for Negative Balance, their newest album, and and there was a lot of, uh, you know, they, they, they had to get so many fans to be enlisted for, to, to be able to, I guess, really kind of pay for the cost of the albums to be produced. So, yes, um, it's, it's, uh, it's not like the old days where the record company would front bands, all this money. I mean, right, right. you have to be a really established artists well, yeah, it's, nowadays. It's like iTunes. I know people, you have to sell like uh, 200 units. It used to be when they started 200 units before you start making money. Yeah, it's all, uh, yeah, put yourself forward and then you get nothing. Zero returns, actually. Uh, it's probably actually very familiar to you with like indie publishing and stuff like that, right? With your books. You're you're correct. Um, with Burning Bull Publishing, um I, I do get 50%, uh, the publisher gets 25 and uh, Amazon gets 25 uh, So, yeah, it's it's not diminishing returns. You get hit every time, which is nice. It's actually a better, better deal than iTunes because musicians right now, but musicians can blow up overnight where you know, my shit, you know, just kind of dwindles. So, yeah, I totally, yeah, I relate. I don't, that's true. <laughs> I relate, I, I relate. Um, but, um... But yeah, Mark Lanigan. I uh, the, unfortunately he was the soundtrack to my COVID experience. Uh, but not not I was not like I was unfamiliar. For folks that don't know who we're talking about, go back to Mad Season and uh, dig up some of those YouTube videos with him and Lane. Lane Staley was one of his closest mates, and boy did they share some stuff, right, Sean? Like some of that stuff. Could you believe it? How about Lane and his dad hanging out with Lanigan, all doing the same type of thing? Do you remember that? <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Teaser, folks. Buy the book. Buy the book. Buy the book. Yeah. But uh, we're yeah, gonna. I I hope someday we can get Mark on the show. I think he's very reclusive and and hard to get a hold of. But uh, he's doing interviews now. He's doing interviews. Yeah. But yeah we'll find a way. I never say no. Um. But yeah. So that's that. Mark Lanigan book, dude. All right. So let's get into some tunes. We got tunes going into the new year here, closing out this horrible year. Um. We're going to start off actually with a friend of yours. 
Nick Muranos, uh He's in Greece. Uh, God in a Cone is his band. Um, the song will be Love the Enemy. And the video, okay, you got to give this, give it a chance, folks. Don't just stick with the first opening riff. Hear it the whole way through. There's a musicianship through this, and he plays every instrument and is not afraid to show it in the video. Um, but yeah, listen, listen to God in a Cone. Not coma, in a cone, like ice cream cone. Love the enemy. Now, Sean, you introduced him to us or vice versa? Yeah, I, I, I can't I vaguely remember how we made friends, but we became friends through social media. And um, you know, he's had me listen to several of his uh you know, he, he does all kinds of music, you know, not just in the vein of music that you're gonna hear in, in this clip, but um he uh you know, we we became friends through, so, and and then once I got involved with you with the podcast, you know, I turned I turned him on to the podcast. So um, we've we've listened to his stuff. I can't remember if we've played a track before in the past. I, I vaguely think that we did, but mm-hmm. uh, I think we did. Yeah, but this this is the new music that he's doing, and you know, he's a self-produced artist. He does everything himself. I'm pretty sure he even does his own video work you know, all the videography and it stuff. It appears so. so, and he does better than anybody in MTV ever did, if that's all him. <laughs> yeah. You know? I, I just say, all right, so let's get, let's listen to some God in a Cone. Nick Murnos, told you, buddy, we we're going to play you. And uh, thank you, Sean, for introducing me to our new friend here. He's old friend. Uh, Love the Enemy is a song. And uh, we'll get back to you with more uh, Kettle Whistle Radio. The idea here, folks, too, if you like any of these six bands that we play tonight, let us know which one you like the best, and they'll be our next interview. That is the game. All right? All right. Enjoy your COVID experience. We'll be right back. We, we will never set you free. Love the enemy We will never set you free Set you free Set you free We We will never set you free You must love the enemy We will never set you free Set you free Set you free Set you free. You must love the enemy. We will never set you free. Set you free. Set you free.
back thank you so much that was god in a cone nick Miranos, love the enemy um yeah we uh, we were off the air and of course we had a great conversation sean we're talking about uh music development the natural progression of loving music and at the age of 12 you were at what you were going into the eurythmics and what else yeah i mean at that age i was listening to like eurythmics and you know i was telling you off air that um my parents you know the local pittsburgh uh, oldies radio station was um 94.5 and uh you know we'd we'd listen to old classic rock and oldies rock and um oldies tunes and blues and you know but when i when my musical adventure really sort of started to take off it was um, the Eurythmics and, and um, early Depeche Mode and Faith No More. Yeah. And, you know, that led into the early 90s. And then we were talking about how I said that, you know, my musical world just kind of exploded yeah. because you had the whole uh, the gr- I was never really big into like hair metal. Right. A lot of my friend, a lot of my friends were. But I mean, for me the albums that I listened to, like I was, I was mentioning to you the the very first cassettes that I ever got that were mine. Um, I remember, um, well, I, I didn't mention one earlier. My dad bought us a, a police record and a queen record. Nice. Wow. Holy. Wow. And the, then the dichotomous for, of rock and roll. Yeah. They were like, I, 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 I want to say they were like best of albums for the, for those guys. But, um, and, and then, um, for one birthday, I remember a friend that lived down the road got me Bon Jovi Slippery When Wet. And my grandma bought for me the first Beastie Boys record. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Your grandma? Yeah, my I'm grandma. not making fun. My grandmother bought me License to Ill on cassette for that same year for Christmas. Yeah, it was, it was amazing, you know. 
And then, of course, we got Appetite for Destruction. Okay, I just learned this. I'm sorry, guys. I just learned this. Our grandmas (laughs) bought us license to ill. And my grandma, my grandma Laura, God bless her, Bottega, called them the Beastly Boys. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that because those were the, I got those two albums and I got one of those uh, remote-controlled cars, one of the really cool ones that would go really fast. And, um... I, uh, that, that was, I distinctly remember those things from my birthday. And then, you know, as far as musical, you know, music goes, we got Appetite for Destruction. And I think my brother might've bought Def Leppard's Hysteria. And we listened to that a lot. And of course my friends at that time, and this is right before grunge took off. Mm -hmm. We were listening to Ozzy Osbourne and Van Halen and and all that stuff. Yeah. and, And that's stuff I still listen to, but you know, and then of course, the music world exploded. Nirvana, Ministry, Nine yes. Inch Nails, Helmet. You know, yeah. all these bands, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, all that stuff. You know, the natural progression. Work. It was a natural progression of rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the and un- a lot of people, yeah, there was a lot of glam guys that are really upset about that. I still listen to. I go back to L.A. Guns and listen to that. I can't listen to. Uh, well, I like Appetite, but you already. I spoke about Guns N' Roses after that. I was done. But uh, I just, yeah, it's a natural progression. Even Def Leppard, I love him for the first three. Hysteria's the fourth. And fantastic. What a rallying effort. And what an incredible tour. And Queensryche opened up. I loved it. So that's good stuff. I, I think, the, I don't know if those days are over, but man, those Arena Rock tours were amazing back then, kids. Um <laughs> But we're gonna we're gonna step aside from um, for a second here uh, from Arena Rock, and we're gonna play something. I enjoy this band. Wait, Sean, we could tease that. You had something. You had something else to say. I can tell. Well, I was gonna say, which kind of leads into where the next bit of music goes to. That you know, I I sort of took a diversion path from my friends. A lot of my friends stuck with like the indie rock. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, you know, your minor threats and Fugazis and, mm. and, and I listen to all that stuff. I, I love, love all that music. Minor threat is you know, still Black Flag, Rollins Band, all that stuff. I, I listen to that stuff to this day. But a lot of them sort of went the indie rock route and mm. that avenue. Whereas I after Grunge hit, they went more indie rock, but I went more industrial and I went deep into the industrial well, you know. So, yes. mm-hmm. you know, I, I listened to all the old school stuff Cabaret Voltaire and, and Robbing <laughs> Gristle and you went Voltaire. Ryan Botten and um, Skinny Puppy was like my go to band, you know, from that time period, Front 242, mm-hmm. My Life, The Thrill Kill Call. I, I went down that well. And, um, you know, some of the, the next couple bands that we're going to listen to, you know, I really went down industrial and goth music. Mm-hmm. And I think these next couple bands that we're going to hear as, as our uh, episode goes on here kind of are really in the vein of that music so i agree uh, it had its place and a lollapalooza will be um well is evidence i went to every lollapalooza and they honestly they, they it was there well nine inch nails was on the first lollapalooza and they um were, well, let's face it they're a rock band that can play that industrial stuff live that's the difference i tell i say it all the people say oh you listen to industrial you, oh you like techno no, if these bands can get up on a stage and play it live, it's so different and so colorful. 
that it keeps it interesting. And that, I thought Faith No More, they did it earlier, not industrial so much, but mixed up so many genres that I when it, when I when somebody t- asked me to explain Faith No More, by the way, who have a book out. Um, Heather's reading it, and I'm supposed to borrow that. Whatever. I, I just found out too late. And uh, I'm so on that book. But so many genres. But the deal was, if you saw them live, and I did at the Ritz, I always talk about it, Faith No More just encompassed all of that in one night in under an hour and a half. <laughs> I love a band that can do that. Now, yeah, we're going down the industrial route now, folks. Hey, rock guys and girls. Stick around afterwards. We got some heavy stuff going for you. But right now, I, I dig this. Uh, they're called Goma. Capital G, lowercase O. Capital M, lowercase A, if you want to search them on YouTube. Um, yeah, Goma is part of Machine Man Records. And the song The Monitor is what we're going to play. And I just I put the headphones on, crank it up. And I, I think it's a fun song. I, I really dig this. And I like the route. I, I actually can't wait for further stuff from Goma. And uh, so let's play it. I don't know. Uh, what do you think, man? Yeah, definitely. Let's, let's hear it. All right. Moving on. We'll get right back to you. Thanks for listening to the last songs of um, human culture. Hi, this is Martin Atkins from Public Image Limited, Killing Joke, Ministry, Nine Inch Nails, Pig Face and the Damage Manual and Murder Inc. and Brian Brain. And you're listening to Kettle Whistle Radio. So Dave, do you remember that show, Who's the Boss? Oh, do I. Were you a fan of that show? No. Um, 
No. I liked that show when I was a kid, and uh, you're at the I right. Could, you're at the right age group. Well, I heard recently that there's going to be a revival, and uh, Tony Danza and oh. Alyssa Milano are going to do a. He's retired, <laughs> and she's a single mom, and she lives in the house that they like grew up in where Tony worked. You know, for um, you know, for for uh, mm-hmm. uh, oh, I can't remember her name, but the lady that he worked for as, uh, as a yeah, you know, and um, light something light. Judith Light was her real name, <laughs> but I can't remember her name. Right, on right, the here, show. Let me tell you why I I couldn't watch it. Well, for several reasons, <laughs> but I uh, um, uh, my my grandfather used to say that my mother looked like Judith Light. So that kind of took away anything that would be interesting for me. And then what? What's her face was what? Uh, what? what the, the, uh, Michelle? What's her name? Alyssa Milano. Alyssa Milano. Yeah, and she was doing like commercials and all that. And I'd already been through Taxi with Tony Danza. Yes. Okay, I watched it. And what was it? Benji? That oh, Jesus Christ. All right, I watched the show. Go ahead. I can't remember the kid's name. His real name was Danny Pintaro, I think. And uh, Benji. But. Um, yeah, I, I I think is at this point it's just going to be uh, Tony and Alyssa. Oh, uh, really? Wow. Yeah, I, I I wonder if it's going to go you know similar to like what the Roseanne show did. The the oh, you know dear. well eventually Roseanne was kicked off because of her comments. But <laughs> the almost you know, show, the almost biggest comeback of all time. Yeah, I mean they they were back for a season I think, and then mm-hmm. for the the second season they. Were, Threw her out because of her her comments, you yep. know, political comments. Very, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, very very bad comments. But um, you know that, that is that show even still on? I don't know the Connors. I, I think don't it, know. I, think it, I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, but people are very disappointed about it when it. One went of on. my favorite shows is coming back on this week. It's called The Rookie with Nathan Fillion. Oh, well, I love I him. Oh, love Firefly, come on. Nathan Fillion. Oh yeah. I just recently rewatched Firefly. Oh, I own it. Yes. Yeah. I never did see Serenity, though, the movie. Oh, you're crazy. Sean, watch that tonight. It's the best ending to a series ever. Does oh, it pick it's up? so It's so good. Does it follow the series? Yes. Does... Yes. Okay. It, it, provides, it provides a definitive ending to the show. And like to the point of, you know, deaths of characters and stuff. Now, you know that they're rebooting Firefly and I heard it's not with the same actors. Yeah. Is it is it Joe Sweden that's going to do it, though? I heard that. Yes, he is doing it, but it's not with the same act. Meanwhile, those actors go to every con available and show up and the fans are there for them. I don't know why. Did continue as a comic, right? Didn't yeah, it? yeah, it did, it did. But oh, you gotta watch Serenity. You're cr- oh, dude, watch it tonight. Talk to me tomorrow. Uh, all right, <laughs> we're gonna get into one more song here. One more, <laughs> another song. All right, so this band, I, I actually have a live read on this one. Um, my my new friend, actually, uh, from well, originally from New York City, but she's in, stationed in Germany now. Um, we're going with Lynn's intentions, okay? Uh, and when I talk to her, she they're huge KMFDM fans. And I'm going to read what she sent me. This was their uh, press kit. Um, okay. With dark synth beats, a smattering of searing metal guitar, or cinematic effects, Lynn's intention launches their new album, Ravenous. 
redesigning the sound of dark wave, the beats hammer, the lyrics provoke with shamanic, shamanic? If you're a shaman, are you shamanic or are you shamanic? Shamanic. Shamanic, not satanic. Maybe satanic. Hey. Shamanic chants. True, yeah, true to form. Shamanic chants, piercing cries, and poignant melodic refrains, creating a dramatic and cinematic feeling that at times almost sound soundtrack alike. It, it, that's how it's read. Dark and disturbing lyrics traverse fantasy landscapes of imagination and cutting reality of life and human behavior, sometimes philosophical, sometimes political commentary, and sometimes darkly humorous. She is funny, by the way, um, Lynn. Designed to tear away the veil of childhood and strip humanity down to its bestial or bestial elements. As Lynn says, I cast a mirror on society. I strip away the lies of childhood. All this blends into a package that can only be called original, although it has roots clearly grounded in dark wave area. There are elements of industrial, cinematic strings, and effects, and on some tracks, intense metal guitar riffs in minimal format, and they shake the listener out of his malaise. With tracks like You Drink the Poison, good song, and Dumb Prayer, I've seen the video, one has the feeling you will be forced to confront your anger at the world and its ways. But other tracks like March for the Better Man challenge us to rise above only to be turned back down again by the sore reminder of our species origin and when the God rules, when the dark God rules, whoops, when the dark God rules, <laughs> There's, there was something in the way, there was some dust on my screen. This is dark wave fusion at its best an almost cinematic journey through a dark world, new music from a dark world from Lynn's intention. Pretty much sums it up. I will say with everything you've heard, yeah, it's completely accurate. Um, I think you really just kind of have to hear it, and you have to hear all these tracks. You know, don't just listen to one track. They're they're very very talented, really good. Um, you know, I, I used to go to uh, you know either friends or girlfriends. We would go to the upstage or to the various oh. we'll say the upstage yes. dance nights in Pittsburgh, and um, you know I. Every weekend, practically multiple nights, I, I would be out, and uh, we would we would go, you know, and uh, get a couple drinks in me, and then we'd dance like literally the entire night. You know, I would sweat probably five pounds <laughs> a night. I would, you know, I think that's how I stayed. Well, I smoked back then too, but you know, I think that's how I stayed very thin. <laughs> but uh, you know, and I'm I'm still really thin, but not quite <laughs> yeah, as thin as I was. In good shape, but... brother. <laughs> no. but, By the way, uh, I just I just turned fifty, so I, I can say that. And I am forty two, you know, and I you know, I uh I you know, right before uh the pandemic really kind of well, right before the lockdown, I wanna say that back in February uh, my best friend um, that I grew up with since I was like five years old, um, we went to a goth dance night in Pittsburgh and we made a pact that we were going to go and do this again as soon as, you know, everything is lifted and you're actually allowed to go and do those things again. Um, because we we used to go out 
and we started, it was just me and him and we'd go out and we'd just, you know, and then, and then we let other people kind of bleed into the mix and it became, I think over time it really kind of became less fun and we just got away from it. But, um, you know, when we, when we went back in February, we were like, man, this feels, we got that feeling like this was the first time we did it again. And to get that feeling back, you know, to have that feeling of this is new, this is like, you know, something fun. Wow. You know, to have, to have a, 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 a vision of that, what it was, you know, was pretty powerful. And I think we had a lot of fun. So hopefully 2021, we're allowed to do that kind of stuff again. And Mm -hmm. this is definitely a band that I could hear, you know, you know, playing with all the greats that would be played, you know, all the big bands and all the different, you know, uh, bands sort of in that dark wave vein, like you mentioned. Yes. Uh, I agree. Um, was it Metropole that did ceremony? Yeah. Metropole, Metropole yeah. And Sunday Rosebud services. Had, yeah. Yeah. On Saturday. Well, Saturdays Metropole and Rosebud were side by side clubs. Yeah. And I love that. A, yeah. They had dancing on one side and rock on the other. Yeah. Yeah. I well, dug that. And at some point it was dancing on both sides and it was more sort of like trance techno house music on the one side mm-hmm. and the other side was more you know your more dark wave kind of more industrial goth sort of acts stuff like that and um so yeah i mean you could you know i remember then you could kind of go between the two clubs even i think absolutely uh, yeah they had a little doorway it was great we had uh we had um membership uh we got membership to Metropole so we could go up to the members lounge up above and hang out and, uh, you know, sort of, I guess you would call it these days, you would call it pregame, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> Before you go to the of course. dance floor, but yep. yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Big time. Uh, and this, this band, you know, this song that you're going to hear, it really kind of reminds me of those days and that music and yeah, it brings back a lot of memories, good memories. Yeah, and I, I I miss the upstage and all that stuff. All right, so Lynn's Intentions, uh, guys, girls, you can get it all on Amazon. New album is Ravenous. Go on Amazon, Amazon look up Lynn, L-Y-N-N-S, Intentions, and look up uh, Ravenous. But we're going to play something older, earlier, uh, Fear No Evil, um, which is a collaboration with one of her friends. Did I hear a dog? I hear a puppy. <laughs> yeah, the, all right. the, the dog. They think she, she's apparently uh, they, they think they heard something they heard a noise so now they're well they did <laughs> and they're about to hear uh, Lynn's intentions alright good introduction girls father what's the best what's the best thing What's the best sin? What's the best sin? Father? 
Thank you for sticking around. New music for you right now, unless you already know these bands, which would be good too. But you're gonna hear more of these bands. And uh, that you just heard uh, "Fear No Evil" from Lynn's Intentions. Let us know what you think. Again, we're gonna be interviewing one of these bands first, depending on the feedback from you guys uh, and girls. All right, so Patrick hit me up from this next band, uh, Nine Stitch Method. I hear a lot of, I know you, you've heard things too. I, I hear Corn, I hear um, Manson, 
And you threw something at me too. I was like, yeah, that, that, that's true. Um, what well, you... like the, the singing, this, well, there's a couple different vocal styles going on in, in this song, but, um, singing wise, the, the singing parts remind me a little bit of like dope and that's those sort of bands. The music definitely reminds me a little bit more of sort of in that vein of corn, yeah. maybe mid era corn, the bass. Yeah. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, but there's definitely the more sort of gravelly growling sort of vocals too in there. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, definitely. This is definitely going a little bit more, a lot more rock, you yeah. know, than, than, than what we've played so far. And, um, they're a good band. I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, the, the song that we're going to hear is well produced and, uh, as I'm sure the rest of their stuff is. And, uh, you know, I, I really like it. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually holding the, uh, the CD here that was given to me by Patrick, who uh, does m- most of the vocals and guitars. Um, Jaywalking some ma- uh, I can't. Why do you guys do this to me? Somnambulist. Somnambulist. I know it's a term. I think it's somnambulist. Summa really? Somnambulist. Somnambulist yeah. really? It's it's somnambulist. <sighs> I I can't remember what it means. I remember our friend. Uh, John Ellenberger. Um, he, oh, uh, yeah, we all know him as something different. <laughs> yeah, Johnny Daggers. He, uh, Johnny Daggers. Johnny Daggers. He. Um, yeah, Noctambulist. There, well, I, I remember there was a there was an artist that uh, I met at a Greensburg show a long time ago, and um, she played violin, I think, and she went her artistic name, I think she went by. Sonambulist or somna somnambulist or however he said, but um, I, I want to say that he knows her or knew of her from that time period, and uh, oh really? I, I can't really remember what that means exactly. Um, I'm gonna have to look it up now. I think but, it means uh, sleep paralysis. Um, by the way, I I, I want to throw this at you. I, I, I should apologize, but. <laughs> Um, okay. So first of all, how is your sleep paralysis going? You know, um, I haven't had that happen for quite a long time, but I, uh, it actually happened to me in the last two weeks. I want to say I thought I broke the curse. It's cause you haven't been around me. Yeah. I, I, I had it happen. Um, and every time's different, you know, sometimes, you know, I get this distinct feeling like something's like trying to like almost like take me from me, if Oof. that makes sense. Do you well, know what I mean? No, that's the way people explain it. I'm trying and, to understand it. Sometimes it's just like you feel like there's a pressure, like there's like, you know, something there. Sometimes you feel like um, I had a really weird thing happen to me not that long ago. I, I woke up in the middle of the night. Actually, for the last few weeks, I've been waking up in the middle of the night and just can't go back to sleep. And um, That's a lot of us. You're not alone there. I, I, um, I went downstairs in the middle of the night, and uh, I, I don't know if I went down to, to – I had to go to the bathroom or brush my teeth or something like that. I, you know, I, can't, I can't remember. But I, I – I, I definitely, you know, went downstairs and, um, I was, I, I, I think I was brushing my teeth and I looked in the mirror and behind me in the basement, there's a, uh, 
glass block window and um we have a cutout where there's a where we can vent and it's you can you know you can see to the outside and um i could have sworn it like freaked me out i remember i went like ice cold like got the chills all over my body i could have sworn i saw like a little gray's face <laughs> looking in the window at me i fr- i like froze and freaked out okay here's and... the, here's the situation i was gonna hit you up with this a lot earlier um all right so um, don't care what you guys think. So I'm going to stay there for three weeks and sit at the end of your bed all night long um, and monitor. And I'll have every device that I could possibly have and make sure I, I need to get feedback. You know, do you guys snore? Or I need to know that so I can like know what you're not into this. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think my wife snores lightly and I snore a little bit and the dogs definitely snore. We have our one dog. So you'd be okay right with me just sitting there for three weeks at the end of your bed? Sure. If you want to, whatever okay. floats All your right. boat, buddy. All right. Very good. There we go. That's what's going <laughs> to happen. Um, okay. There's a plan folks and uh, report later. So nine stitch method. <laughs> How we got into. All right. Let's get into nine stitch method. Um, you can get all their stuff on Bandcamp. Uh, they have a new. They have new stuff up now. Uh, new album, Life After You. Again, Patrick McElravy and Josh Kolick. Um, right here in Pittsburgh. If you dig this, uh, let us know, and we'll get them on the show next. Again, if you like any of these bands, let us know who you like first. And that's our next interview. But again, band camp for these guys and the song. This is the song Jars. Enjoy. We're going to get right back to you. And uh, hopefully Sean will still be there.
Also known as JD Token Sports. Drop the G on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Drop the G. Podcast, JD Token Sports. Drop the G. I said it twice. I'm not going to say it again. Here's my rant for today. Explain to me how Disney keeps putting their freaking thing on there, and then it's going to take a year or two for them to all the new series to come out. And why does Mandalorian have to come out one a week? And the boys on Amazon Prime, why is that one a week? It's a it's it's a pay service. Give me all the goddamn episodes. Also, Hulu, two different things. You pay more money so you don't have commercials. If not, you have to pay with commercials. So they give you this bundle with ESPN Plus and freaking Disney and Hulu. But Hulu, you get the shitty package, which means you got to watch all these goddamn commercials. If I wanted to sit through commercials, I'd watch a show in regular time. It's just bullshit. I'm sorry. I'm paying for a service. There should be not any goddamn commercials in the goddamn thing. Why is Cobra Kai taking so goddamn long to come out? Why January? Why is all these shows taking forever? I mean, Disney takes forever with this crap. Sporting events. Fake crowd noise. What the fuck? There's no freaking fans there. I don't need to hear booing. I don't need to hear, you know, screaming to the crowd. There's nobody there. There's no defense. There's nobody watching the goddamn games. It's in a damn empty freaking stadium. Get rid of that. Also, all this Zoom shit... I was watching uh, Let's Make a Deal today with all these fans and sporting events with people screaming. and They have nothing better to do that people sitting there in front of their TVs waving their hands and everything. The Lakers tonight are going to get their rings, but they're going to wait because they don't want to get the banner put up until fans come back. Good for you. I can't really feel sorry for athletes whenever bitching and moaning when I'm living in a 400-square-foot apartment with my girlfriend and surviving and thriving, might I add. The two of us together since March. And when I hear freaking Ellen DeGeneres complain about her apartment, that she was stuck in her, her multi-25,000 square foot fucking house, and here we are surviving in 400 square feet, where I work out in the apartment, because I'm not going to the goddamn gym, because all these idiots with no masks on think it's okay to touch everything, and then I'm going to touch it too and not get sick. Yeah, that's, that's a story for another day. But when I hear the, all these celebrities complaining and all this whining, people whining all the time, how tough it is. Oh, I can't spend the holidays with my family. Meanwhile, the former uh, uh, Dr. Czar, whatever her name is, spent, spent on her island in Delaware with three generations of her family. It's called fuck you money. That's what it is. And the rich just have different, they, they just do whatever they want. It's ridiculous. I just read someone in my town, because I'm on this group, you know, that they have a mom group in every town, that someone left money out for her freaking garbage man for the holidays and someone stole the goddamn envelope. What, what is wrong with people? It's the holidays. Have a conscience, goddammit. Disgusting. Thank God Wonder Woman's coming on HBO Max. I can watch that. And that, for another thing, Roku took forever to put HBO Max on the Roku. Guys, what takes you so fucking long? Really? You couldn't get it on the Roku? What are you, fighting over this shit? And let me tell you, all these movies that are coming out now, more shit than good stuff. There's a lot of crap out there. Thank God the series is good. Saved by the Bell, the reboot, which I never really watched the TV show, reboot was really good. There's a show on Cinemax, Warrior, also very good. There's a lot of good stuff out there. What else do I want to rant about? I, you know what? I, my health, health is wealth. As long as I'm healthy, I don't give a shit about anything else. So I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, celebrated that. Happy Kwanzaa for everybody. And 2021, I know can't come here soon enough, but 2021 is going to be the same as 2020. There's going to be lockdowns. You're going to be stuck inside. So might as well listen to Kettle Whistle Radio and JD Token Sports. Drop the G and listen to some good stuff. We'll talk to you more. 
I'd love to hear more from you. Listen to my show. Rate me. Rate Kettle Whistle Radio. Great stuff done by here by, by, by my man, D. And that's all I got right now. Peace out. I'm not afraid of the dark, but you should be. There are things that dwell here in the dark. Things best left unseen. With the initial smoke clear from the fall of tomorrow, the blood now flows even thicker with dwelling in the dark. Eleven stories. All bits of the same mysterious puzzle. Fitting together with horrific parallels to its predecessor. Get ready for new, truly terrifying tales set in the broken world from the fall of tomorrow. Take a closer look at what's now dwelling in the dark. If you dare. Available on Amazon in traditional print and ebook. Get your copy today. Visit www.fairlydarkproductions.com for more info on the author and his work. Hi, I'm Cody, and I play in a band called Godzillionaire. And guess what? Um, in our upcoming live shows, if that should ever happen or not happen, it will be with the help of musicians from a band from Lawrence, Kansas, called the Blood Daubers. And you should look them up, or I'll fly a plane into an embassy building. It would be nice if you said Kettle Whistle Radio somewhere, too. You know what? You know, what? You, you know the reason why you're listening? It's Kettle Whistle Radio, and they fucking rule. Fuck you, and let's... Uh, whatever. Oh, we should all be sponsored. I, I appreciate that, Cody. Thank you. Somebody else who doesn't threaten the embassy building. Call back. Did I say that? When is when is there better been a better time to threaten an embassy building? I, I feel like you know. Like, Tear down your local casting, bro. Like you might actually fly under the radar. <laughs> At this point, you might. It just all hands, Cody. Did I say that? You get to- <laughs> Here we go. Hey, we're back, folks. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, again, oh, man, all this stuff, most of it is on Bandcamp, but you just heard Nine Stitch Method. We're going to move along here. We got more music to play for you, but we lost Eddie Van Halen this year, and uh, that's kind of, I, I'm in disbelief over that. And uh, I just, I don't know where you are with Van Halen in your history. Yeah, I, I mean, I was definitely a Van Halen fan. I listened, I listened to a lot of Van Halen. I, I'd say I'm most familiar with their hits. I never bought any of their albums. I never, um, you know, I, they're definitely a band that I liked. And I would, you know, I would never turn a song off, you know. Right. Um, but, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't a... I guess I wasn't a true Van Halen fan. Okay. Well, no, I, I go, I dig deep. DOA is my favorite song. And of course, I always love A Cradle of Rock. And um, uh, oh, God, there's just so many to talk. Anyway, I was l- listening to a lot of interviews, and Sammy Hagar was talking about Eddie and um, how he had <laughs> it took um, a comedian, a mutual friend, George Lopez, to who you guys should know. Uh, for Sammy to pick up the phone and call Eddie in February 
this year of this horrible 2020. And um, and George Lopez is like, hey, Eddie loves you, Sammy. You got to call. You got to call Eddie. And he gave him the number. And Sammy didn't have the direct number to Eddie before that. He did, but he didn't know he had it. Called it, and they hooked up like they were old friends again. And at least they closed that chapter. Uh, I listened to Wolfgang. And uh, talking about the Tool show, where uh, those those assholes came up and said, "Hey, can you take a picture of us?" And they thought they wanted to take a picture of Eddie with them, and it was just a picture of them at the Tool show, and Eddie Van Halen and his son were at the show. Did you hear about this? No, I didn't hear anything about that. Uh, okay, well, yeah, Wolfgang and uh, well, Wolfgang and um, Eddie thought Justin Tran- a Chancellor of Tool was like the most incredible bass player of all time, and I would agree, he's definitely up there. Um, and he was there basically to watch Justin Chancellor. This is Eddie Van Halen. And these fans came down to say, hey, what's up, man? And they wanted, hey, can you take this picture? So they went up to the old guy who was Eddie Van Halen to take the picture, but not be in it. <laughs> uh, I I think I did hear something about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, it's old news. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm preaching old news. Um, but Wolfgang also talked about Eddie's um, alcohol issue and a lot of that and all of us that perform – Anxiety. He had this anxiety. He said, my dad was not just an asshole. He had this anxiety thing, and he had to drink before he, not all the time, but before meeting or playing or whatever. It was an anxiety issue, and it controlled his anxiety. And let's face it, the dude could freaking play. So, all right, and here's another blurb. Scott Ian, um, he was in a studio in L.A., and uh, it happened to be adjoining studio where somebody was shredding Van Halen and Scott Ian's like oh my god this guy's he's fucking nailing it he's nailing it and in walks Eddie Van Halen <laughs> they were recording <laughs> and he and Scott Scott Ian was just like uh, just enamored and he just he couldn't believe that he knew who he was he's like we've met before but like I'm you know I'm Scott Ian Anthrax but he knew who I was you know and he acknowledged that and I thought that was really really cool but yeah, I have a lot more Eddie Van Halen stories. So, but um, all right, any anything else you got on that? If you don't, I can move on here with some horrible mentions of horror movies this year. No. Okay. Uh, one of the favorites. I got to mention horror movies. The Color Out of Space with Nick Cage. Enjoyed it. Anything for Jackson is one of the messed up films. I've one of the more messed up films I've seen this year. Um, and if you're a fan of The Boys and Aya Cash. Um, watch Scare Me because she has a great role in this movie. You know, well, in Scare Me, but she plays what's her face in The Boys. I forget. Are you are you up to date on The Boys? You're talking about the Amazon Prime show, The yeah. Boys superhero show. Oh yeah. yeah, I love that show. Yeah, well, you know who Aya Cash is. Uh, no, I don't. That's the actor's name. Yeah, well, no, it's it's a she, and <laughs> and uh, oh, she actor. she wears the black cape. Oh, the the Nazi chick. Yes. Yeah, okay. I think Nazi. She's a Nazi. Okay. Anyway, all right. I enjoyed Scare Me, which is on Shudder right now. show, not in real life. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah, all right. Good enough. Uh, Dishonorable horror movie, Black Christmas, that came out, what, this year or the year before? There are two great, one great, the original Black Christmas. The one after that in 2003 is okay. It's pretty good. Good slasher. This last one, I couldn't even finish watching it because I thought it was just a, a horrible film. All right, so I'm done with that. Um, 
And the Mortuary uh, Collection, or Correction, if you will, on uh, Shudder is pretty damn good. And me and you watched something you made me watch. We're mutual fans of Killing Joke, the Death and Resurrection show. Did I lose you? Yeah. Sorry, I I, I muted myself. Good. Yeah, Killing Joke, the Death and Resurrection show, the documentary about the band and how they were into all kinds of magic and the occult and, um, you know, I'm just going to bring up one thing from it. I don't. I, I want our listeners to go and watch it. It's on Amazon. Oh yeah. But um, especially if you're a Killing Joke fan, you have to watch oh, it. Oh, you but, have um, to. I never knew that they went to the pyramids <laughs> in Cairo and for their what was it? Their '94 album. Oh they recorded God. in '93. That's uh, incredible. Yeah, I love that album. They. Um, they went and recorded vocals inside of the king's yeah. chamber or something. And I was just like, wow, <laughs> like that is like pretty amazing. That had to be very expensive. I imagine. Going that extra step, if you will. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was blown away, but just the, the fact that I don't, you don't know where the mysticism and the drugs come into play or the combination of there's so many missing chunks of their history and this movie, again, the Death and Resurrection Show documentary, I can't believe. Uh, well, they've started and stopped so many times. Yes. And just, you know, inner turmoil sometimes. And a lot of times I think it was just Jazz Coleman kind of <laughs> going off the deep end, maybe. I'm not sure. <laughs> you know, uh, Martin Atkins, I was reading an interview recently about how, um, you know, he recorded drums for the extremities dirt and various repressed emotions album yes which we've played before uh, uh money is not our god from that album uh in the interview we did with or the interview you did with him where i was infamous, infamous oh. yes folks yes but, folks he was here martin atkins was we interviewed and poor sean was on call for work literally downstairs in helms deep while i was in the headquarters talking to martin atkins go back and listen to it because it's classic and I'm so sorry, well, Sean. Sean, we're going to get him back. Yeah, well, we were talking. I was re- reading this interview about, you know, something to do about they were basically just fed up with jazz at that point and more or less <laughs> kind of ended killing joke. And, um, you know, that's when they started Murder Incorporated with um, Paul Ferguson, the drummer, and then Martin Atkins was the second drummer. And, uh Paul Raven was the bass player, and um, uh, Chris Conley was a singer um, from, you know, everybody should know him from, well, not only his solo work, and uh, but ministry and the Revolting Cox. Revolting Cox, yeah. And uh, We've been trying to get him. Yeah, and uh, the, um, the guitar player also. So basically it was Killing Joke with Chris Conley singing. And uh, uh, the Murder Inc. album, I thought that album was pretty amazing. Yes. Um, but that was a one-off album, and then Killing Joke reformed again, you know, minus Martin Atkins at that point, because he was doing Pigface and everything else he was doing. But, everything else. Go yeah, back, go back, great, folks. Great listen, documentary. Listen, listen to that Martin Atkins um, interview we did in the 150s to 200 episodes. I'm not you sure. Know, and that's not just a... a a documentary film. I, I want. I believe that there is a book called the Death and Re- Death and Resurrection Show. Also, I think so, you're right. Yeah, 
Yeah, that 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 you turned me onto that. I turned other people onto it, and and the people that I turned onto, they're like, "How did I miss this band?" First of all, I don't know if you like rock at all, punk, whatever. They were the they were the best punk rock, industrial metal, whatever you want to call it. They, they without being any of the above, they didn't have the elements of it. They just were killing joke. And they had an attitude to go along with. Holy shit, did they have an attitude? And you know, uh, you know, it, as you'll see in the documentary, like big name people like Jimmy Page, people Jimmy like that. Jimmy Page, yes, was a big fan. Big fans of Killing Joke, and yes. uh, you know, it's just pretty amazing body of work. And you know, of course, they opened up for Tool on the last tour that they did for the new album Fear Inoculum that came out. Absolutely, um, yeah. That, all right. Well, that in mind, we're going to get to our next band. Uh, we're going to cross over into uh, uh, heavier, heavier stuff here. No Names. Okay. Um, no Names, again, they're Machine Man Records, our guy Chris Bollinger, who has been setting us up with this music. No Names, The Thread is the song we're going to play. Um, I, of course, I think you heard it too. Godflesh. Oh, yeah. They are, I don't want to. You know, I, I want to be respectful of them and not. I know. Them. I know. Man, when I first heard that track, I was like, are <laughs> you sure this isn't Godflesh? Right. Like, you know, and I'm a big fan of Godflesh. We both so are. Naturally, I'm a big fan of No Names. And, uh, you know, um, I I really like the I really like the song. And I, I've, I've listened to several of their songs and. um you know, since you turned me on to them, and I really like them a lot. So Absolutely. If you like, we'll say the music of Godflesh or um, Max Cavalera's uh, other band Nailbomb. Oh, hell yeah! Um, you know, if you like that vein of music, uh, you're definitely gonna love this. So you need to check it out. No names. You can get this. Check out the uh, "Till Death Do Us Part" sampler from Machine Man Records on Bandcamp. Here's no name.
mask and the wackiness of Boku Askew TV. A YouTube channel featuring sock puppets, irreverent comedy, bizarro imagery, and oddball silliness aplenty. To watch now, visit youtube.com slash TV. And we're back, and yes, uh, that was No Names. Till Death to Us Part, sampler on Machine Man Records. More from Machine Man Records. Um, real quick, uh, on this part, towards the end of the show, I bought Life Magazine today, um, Remembering John Lennon. And I'm looking at it 40 years later, and at the same time, Life Magazine put out their Jesus Christ um, magazine. Now... You're too young to remember this, but now you'll remember this. I'm flipping through it. Um, John Lennon said, we're bigger than Jesus Christ. And I'm wondering if Life put this out on purpose to see which cover (laughs) or which magazine sells more copies, the Jesus one or John Lennon. And I'm sure somebody was behind that. Anyway, what do you think about that, Sean? You think think Life magazine was pulling out our heartstrings and pockets? Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> I, I think years from now we'll probably find that those will be collector's items, yeah. you know, to to somebody that that collects that kind of stuff. I think but, it's uh, numbers. I really think Life Magazine. They sat on the board and said, you know what? Let's see which copy sells more, the Jesus or the John. And uh, I don't know. I don't know myself. Sad times. <laughs> but just- you know, is it a reflection in some way of the year that we've had? The horrible year. We lost so many. Um, I you know, still can't believe the Ch- is it Chadwick Bosick? Chadwick Boseman. Bose Boseman. Th- yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, is we lost. I can't. He was so young. I, the people we. Yeah, the people we lost. Boseman. Yeah. Sorry. But yeah, go ahead, man. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say, you know, and kind of wrap up. Um, 2020 has been a hell of a year and uh, a lot of people have lost their lives obviously and you know this this thing continues to go on into 2021 but you know we've we've done quite a few uh, of these apocalyptic shows and I think this is going to be the last one in that series it is Uh, but uh, I just can't believe looking back you know, everything that's occurred and, um, how fast time has passed really, you know, it just seems like 2020 went by in a blur. Um, lot, there was lots of good in my personal life, I think, and my family, I don't think I know, but you know, just everything else outside of the, the small lens of my world, you know, just, there's a lot of, crazy year insane well said well put there's nothing better you could have said it's um yeah so we will consider to be your satellite of love through the uh darkness if we can Uh, the music has gotten me through it so it always um, does i've been introduced to a lot of new bands you know through you 
and uh, through other friends and, you know, just through my own meanderings. And, um, you know, I think music and, and books, uh, especially music and books and, and, you know, my friends and family have, have gotten me through this, but, um, you know, and my love of martial arts, um, you know, that, um, that's gotten me through all this, um, and running. I, I think I, I, I did a whole lot of running this year. Um, you're a Jedi, dude, you're a Jedi. It's mind, body and matter. You found the right way to get through it. Yeah. I think, I think I've been training, you know, mm-hmm. and now that you say that it kind of makes me think of that, you know, it's true, you know, and, uh, you know, obviously I'm going to continue to be healthy in 2021 and I hope, uh, that you will as well. And, uh, I know you will. And, uh, I don't know. I try to do different, but okay. I I just look forward to, to hopefully being able to see a lot of my friends that, uh, you know, I've talked to obviously like you, but we've never, we've not gotten to spend. Not enough. Yeah. Again, folks, we, we are still remote. It sucks. We got together once. Yeah. Once we did one, we did one show together when things seemed like they were, you know, in a, in a, in a good place finally, or at least a better place. And, uh, but yeah, too many, too many close calls out there with people getting sick and, you know, just, yeah. You know, young people dying. Um, I, I, I've texts on my phone too today, people in their forties that died. And I'm like, what? Like, I, I didn't see that coming, but okay. Exactly. Yeah. Whew. Yeah, rough. It, yeah, it's been rough. It, this uh, just a terrible year. But yeah, we're looking forward to the future. And like you said, going oh, the upstage ceremony, Metropole, people getting together, moshing, dancing, whatever the hell. Yeah, we got to do it again. And that's what this is about. So uh, I want to say thank you real quick to uh, some uh, collabor- collaborators. Collabor- collaborator. I can't say that word. Collaborator. Anyway, D Factor. John Young does a lot of our music in the background. Kettle Whistle. Kettle. I'm sorry. Kettle One by Electric Prawn does our 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 well one of our soundtracks and um, intros. Intro and outro always is done by Yard Panther and uh, Fashion Trashin. Look them up. That that show is blowing up. Jay Asadi has new music coming out. Check him out. He's always busy. Go on Instagram. Get get me at at Fairly Dark and Twitter. I hate it. I'm not good at it. Um, Instagram, kettle.whistle.radio.com. Me and Sean, Sean Felbush, David Fairhead on Facebook. What else you got, Sean, before we go out with uh, our friend here? <laughs> I, I would just say to, uh, <laughs> it's, I you can't know, even say the song. Stay safe. Um, you know, uh, find things that, that you love to, to keep you sane and, and, you know, really kind of gravitate towards that stuff. And, um, you know, uh, if you get a chance, you know, to support our other um, shows that are on Society13, society-13.com. That's right. Um, you know, take take a listen. If you haven't listened to before, there, there's a lot of other good material yes. out there um, from our from our other um, podcast providers on the network. And uh, you should... Uh, Look them up and support them as well. Absolutely. The pop-off with Martise and definitely the Queens of NC-17. Queens of NC-17, if you like your horror with bad sex advice. The pop-off pop culture with Martise, that's my partner. 
look them up. And uh, hey, if you want to buy a comic book, Dr. Peeler, Demon Psychiatrist at Burning Bulb Publishing or BurningBulbComics.com. Help me out. We're all looking for help these days. We're going to go out with our buddy, our, our new friend, Lene Herzog, who, we, who was introduced to us by um, Matthew Hages. Did I say it right this time? I hey, think so. Hey, Dis, I believe. He, he told us how to say it. Uh, of Mr. Vertigo. Mr. Vertigo, they, they have a new album out, which we are going, we're going to be playing uh, <clears throat> at some point. But um, yeah, and Lene's Garden, she has something else. Well, you could look her up. Super Spreader video release premiered at once virtual venue on YouTube. But check her out. Lene is very interesting, but she did this band called Power Slut that we're about to go out with for the holidays on a happy note. <laughs> and it, Power who? Power Slut. <laughs> Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Only a girl can do that. All right. In closing, <laughs> we have nothing. <laughs> this uh, year, this no. year sucked. All right, Check out this song. It's a Christmas song. This we're is about a, to yeah. be in the new year. We're like a day and a half away from the new year. So when you hear this, it'll be the new year. But this is <laughs> this is our Christmas song to you, to you, and the rest of the world, uh, and and fr- <laughs> folks, friends, and fiends. Thanks for listening. Uh, we're going to close out. This is the end of the apocalypse. So as Sean said. And we're going to move on from here and uh, have a much more aggressive music for you in the future because that's what we do. Correct? Correct Mundo. Yeah, all right. Correct Mundo. All right, you folks. Like... <laughs> all right. Steer clear. <laughs> steer clear headed. Stay clear headed and uh, stay, stay safe. All right. And thanks for sticking by us. Oh, yeah. And never forget Yard Panther. Go back. They have a new album out and stuff. Check them out on Bandcamp. All right. Take care. Bye. Everything's closed on Christmas Except the Indian lunch buffet Covered with snow on Christmas Home for the holiday Everything's closed Nobody knows What we're doing today Gonna get Chinese food place Teeming with Jews on Christmas It's not my holiday Bangs on that log Snogged up some knob I just want to slob on your knob This Christmas
Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. Electric acid. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, that's it? No, that's it.
Dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Electric acid.